This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on today's episode. Why are you whispering? Coming up on today- <laughs> why, have, why have you gone all creepy? <laughs> I just thought I'd like tone it down a bit rather than be hyper, Al. Okay, well, um, I feel like I'm doing some sort of weird telephone sex line but absolutely fine you carry on you carry on <laughs> I'll, I'll mix it up hi i'm al that's jk and this is the don't tell your mum podcast coming up on today's episode we are joined by the illustrator global world-renowned illustrator axel scheffler Ooh. from the julia donaldson books the gruffalo smartest giant in town zig and zog stick man oh incredible um and the latest one to be televised coming out this christmas Superworm. so we're going to dive in and have a conversation with him later on so stay tuned for that before then we are going to talk about some unpopular parenting opinions all that and more coming up on the don't tell your man podcast how's things <sighs> i'm out of breath from doing that oh yeah well, you need to play more football. Yes, I do. <laughs> you even sounded wheezy then. <laughs> you, know. you know, I needed my inhaler this morning walking down to the office. It's obviously a lot colder at the moment and uh, I was <gasps> wheezing at the office. This year, um, I have really, really embraced the cold. I don't know what it is. Usually, you know, I'm, I'm the one... Well, I've got a scarf on. You can see I've got a scarf on at the minute. Yeah, indoors. <clears> yeah. Questioning that. Well, I'm up in, in a loft room, which is my son's bedroom, which is where the studio is. And... Yeah, it's either really, really hot up here or really, really cold. There's no in-between. Um, but I'm really embracing the cold. Like, you know, we've been having this lovely sort of sunny, crisp mornings. Yes. I genuinely think that's my favourite weather. Honestly. What? You don't, you, don't believe, you don't believe me? Honestly, it is. It really is. Like at the moment, when I'm walking into work, so obviously I work in central London, I'm getting off at, uh, at London Bridge. And I'm I'm then walking to central London to Leicester Square, which is where the studios are. And mate, it's if it's a crisp, sunny, cold day, and you've got your gloves on and you've got your scarf on and your hat, and like the South Bank is lovely, all the Christmas decorations. Are, I, I walk through Borough Market. I feel like I'm in a film. Like I feel like I'm in Love Actually. <laughs> I do. The um the. So I say this quite a lot. I'm like, oh, it's a lovely morning today. And Jen looks at me and goes, God, you're such a dick. Why? I'm like, why? We're at that why? age where we're starting to appreciate every day. For me now, every well, day's a bonus. I'm halfway through my point. life. <laughs> She's like, Al, you're 33. You sound like my dad. No, it's <laughs> well, a nice well. thing. It is. I literally will always wake up and go, <clears throat> I'll look at the, at the window first. And obviously if it's peeing it down, it 
I'll say what a shit day. But, you know, I, I, I do love a, a sunny, crisp, cold day. Just do. Yes. I mean, I do as well. I, I'm not going to, I'm laughing, but I do as well. But I'm laughing because Jen takes the piss out of me for liking <laughs> liking it. So well, I guess I'm just kind of passing a little bit of that on. We said this last week, let's just leave them all and let's just run away together. You know, we absolutely should. We're taking the dogs, should. just me, you and the dogs. That's all we need. So this happened this week. Um, I, I t- I've said it before, when we used to talk about the box sets, I recommended one called Henry Danger, which is a Nickelodeon American thing. It's a bit silly, but it's really good fun. It's really friendly. It's really nice. Ted's a big fan. And there's a character in there called Jasper. And this is, I think they started in like 2016 or 15, something like that. And then the last series was 2020. So when they, when the actors started, they were maybe 12 or 13, obviously six years on, they are now 18, 19 year olds and consequently have millions of Instagram followers. Wow. I don't know how they've done that, but anyway, beside the point, but Ted's a big fan. So have you heard of Cameo? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's a bit like memo, isn't it? And stuff. Yeah. So you could be, there's loads of like celebrities on there and you, you basically pay a nominal fee and uh, and you can ask these celebrities to send you a video message. And some of the fees are ridiculous, like 300 quid or 400 pounds. And it's like, no. Um, but the, one of the actors from Henry Danger was on, on it, on Cameo. And it was like 15 quid. So I was like, I'll have that. I'll have a bit of that. I'll get him, Jasper. In the, his character's name is Jasper. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll get him to do Ted a message. But I didn't just want him to do like a, hi, thanks for watching the show. (laughs) So I kind of told him that, look, Ted's, he's having a bit of a hard time at school and he finds it quite difficult, but it'd be really nice to encourage him to just keep going. And this kid, what, he must be 18, 19, bless his heart. He gave Ted a two and a half minute message and it was the loveliest message you know, really encouraging. And it was just saying, no, hi, Ted. I, I Have you got it? A fan of the show. I've got it. So I'll send it to you and you can put it on. But obviously it's two and a half minutes. Don't, don't play at all. We can if you want, but we might look, <laughs> listeners might drop out. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was, it's so lovely. In fact, let's just do that. I'll just listen to the message because it is one of the loveliest things that we've ever done. And, and actually when we gave it, Ted had a little tear in his eye, and then he kind of pulled himself together a bit and was like, oh, right, you know. Hey, what's up, Ted? It's Sean Ryan Fox from Henry Danger, but you may know me as Jasper. And I'm stopping in, well, mostly because I hear you are working hard at school, despise the fact that you hate it. And, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, tell you congratulations and to keep up the good work. Trust me, I know school isn't easy. I hated it as well. Uh, but it's something you got to do. You got to finish it out. And don't worry, once once it gets better as you go on, all honesty, once you get to college, you're actually doing things that you enjoy and things that you like to do right now you're just kind of doing basic stuff but once you just got to get through that and then you'll be able to do the things that you enjoy do the do the things you want to to do you know get to study which you who knows maybe you'll want to be a doctor or something and you get to study all of that cool stuff especially in college but for right now just keep up the good work uh keep doing well especially in reading and whatnot and uh trust me it'll get much better all right you just got to put in the hard work now and uh and yeah just 
<laughs> keep up the hard work. And I also want to say, real quick, Ted, thank you so much for being a fan of Henry Danger. Here you watch it all the time, especially with your dad. And that's super, super awesome. So thank you so much, not only to you, but also to your dad for being huge fans of Henry Danger and watching it and for supporting us. In all honesty, we couldn't do it without you guys. And you guys are the sole reason why we went the six years that we did. So thank you so much. It really means the world. And I hope you guys saw the finale. Hope you guys thought it was a fitting. Okay, we can pause it there. <laughs> I mean, you got. You he does got repeat your, himself a little bit. You got your money's worth, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, he does repeat himself, but you've got to think like this is just an eighteen-year-old guy, and he's and he's so sweet about it. And um, yeah, so anyway, we showed Ted. He was so happy. He was kind of a bit bowled over. Didn't really know what to expect because it's it's not like you're showing a, a generic video. He's talking to Ted about stuff that's very relevant. Wow, that is. I mean, was, that is cool. That is cool, man. Do you know what? I've spent 15 quid in a hell of a lot of worse ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bad meal in, so, you know, in, I, I won't say the pub just in case, but yeah, absolutely. Many a pub. Yeah. 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 So really nice. it was really good. Um, so anyway, so I'd recommend if, you know, it's worth just having a look on Cameo. Not Obviously not everyone's on it, but if someone that your kid really likes is on there, it is, it, it can be quite nice and you can kind of get some good personalized messages. So yeah, I mean, also... We're not working with Cameo. This is just, I just did this. Yeah. It just worked really nicely. It was well, just... there's this, I won't say who it is, but I was told by a good friend that there is an old soap opera actor who is earning pretty much 10, 10 grand a month from Memo. He's on Memo. Yeah. 10 grand a month. So an old, there you go. You can, you can try and figure it out yourself. It's an old, uh, who is it? Mouth, old, mouth it to an me. old soap uh, soap opera actor who used to be in the show. The only one I can think about, and you don't have to. You can just answer with your eyes. It's not. Is it Ian Beale? It's not. It's not him. No. Ah. No. No. I can't. I can't tell you because the, 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 honestly, the hand of the don't tell your mum lawyer is pressing down on my shoulder <laughs> as we speak. So I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Done. Um, well, okay, coming up next, I'll stop that there then so we don't get sued. Uh, coming up next, we are going to talk about, we've got an unpopular opinion. It's a funny one, so stay tuned. But then also, later on in the show, we are going to be talking to Axel Scheffler from The Gruffalo, illustrator of The Gruffalo and all the other books. Welcome back. This is the part of the show where we do the unpopular parenting opinions. Last week's, I mean, we went on and on and on, didn't we? I mean, that really started yeah, we to went deep. spark off a huge debate, a mass debate. So, uh, what is what is today's? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I snorted as well, like I did at the back when we used to watch uh, that that video in biology. When Miss Heron, that was our biology teacher, Miss Heron used to bring out the legendary video, which everyone knew about in uh, in our high school. You remember, used to roll the TV out. Uh, oh, they yeah. rolled the TV out on this trolley, and then we all realised, like, oh no, we're about to watch. Everyone's talked about. We're about to watch it, aren't we? We're about to watch it. And basically, it was a, it was a video on um, mating rabbits. <laughs> oh really? And like, we, oh, okay. We just knew what was coming. So obviously, I was in the back row with my mates sniggering it's the snorting that was the problem it's trying to stop you yourself from going <coughs> our, our sex education video was called no word of a lie Johnny Condom <laughs> and I and I kid you not it was a purple condom character oh, we went like, see, we were old school we were literally told about 
we were told by rabbits. <laughs> Literally, it was like just watching rabbits mating. It was really weird. Anyway, so what's today's um, unpopular parenting opinion? Well, I've gone a little more lighthearted than last week. Okay. Um, it's from a guy called Max, and he says that kids' toys are just rebranded dog toys. <laughs> So what he's saying is that really all you're giving your kids to play with is dog toys. No, 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 you're not. Yes. No, you're yes, not. You well, okay, give me an with example. The exception, with the exception of Lego, Playmobil, remote control cars and Imagine X. No, no. Give me Anything an example. Else? Give me an example. Well, okay, just move your, move the camera just slightly around the... Because there's a toy box just behind you, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking that's a remote control for the Polar Express. Yeah, okay, not that one, but look behind you in that in that nice basket, which presumably Charlie's bought. Yeah, most of that could just be dog toys. Iron Man, you can't give you can't give Iron Man to a dog. <laughs> look, there's How to Train Your Dragon, Dragon. That's you can't give that to your dog either. No, it's the other way around. I mean, it, I mean, you could. It's just a dog chew, isn't it? It's just a rubber dog chew. Yeah, but it might get plastic stuck in its gut. Well, yeah, because so you might have kids. They chew stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but kids stop teething after a while. Dogs just continuously okay. chew. <laughs> okay, maybe we should say kids' toys, like or toddlers' toys, up to the age of like two and a half. Okay, that's a bit more. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go with that a little bit more, but still, because it's just soft toy dog shoes have got to be dog chew proof they've mm. you know they've got to be tough they can't but if they are if they're suitable for dogs that implies they're also suitable for humans yeah for little they're definitely yeah for little for little people yeah for toddlers yeah okay yeah. all right yeah I, I understand that yeah okay <laughs> so, so, so what he's saying is he's just shopping in pets at home with his kids <laughs> What's in your? St- what has Father Christmas got you this year? Yeah. Oh, look, it's got you a Kong. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could stick like like a little biscuit, one of those boudoir biscuits. What are they called? Those like finger sugary fingers. Short shortcake. <laughs> yeah, stick one of them in a Kong. Give it to your kid. What? You get half an hour peace and quiet. <laughs> Daddy, I can't get the shortbread out. Of, I, Daddy, I can't get the shortbread out of the Kong. Well, try harder. Yeah, just keep trying. <laughs> you should, this this should last you at least fifty minutes. <laughs> or like smear of peanut butter then you see that your kid like on the sofa like with his tongue sucking a kong but dad why have I, why have I got a kong for Christmas because you chewed the sofa <laughs> oh that's brilliant you, you couldn't have chosen a better dog toy for oh, that there analogy. you go that's it that was perfect is that, is there you that, go. If you've got an unpopular opinion <laughs> or turns out quite a popular opinion, uh, then get in touch with us at dadsnet, at the dadsnet on all social media at JK Jason King, dad at the dadsnet.com or dad at dadsnet.com or dadsnet.com. <laughs> you've lost me there. <laughs> Just hammering at home. Just find us. You'll find us. <laughs> Uh, guest time, right? So, who we got this week? We've got Axel Scheffler, who is the illustrator of the Gruffalo and Stickman and Superworm, and uh, he's it's a really interesting interview. Well, let's roll it after this, and then we can talk about it because I've got a few things I need to say about it. Well, welcome back to Don't Tell Your Mum. It's it's a real honour to be joined um, by Axel Scheffler. 
um, illustrator from the Julia Donaldson books, Gruffalo and uh, Zog and etc. So thank you. Thanks for your time. It's great that you were you're with us. It's a pleasure for me. And we've, we've just watched um, Super One, the screening, which is coming out of Christmas. From, from our point of view, there are four things every parent needs when they're raising children. <laughs> Food, drink, shelter and a Julio Donaldson and Axel Scheffler book. They're in every house, You've right? You've got love. I think that's <laughs> of course. crucial. Yes. <laughs> and one. That, that's shown through that's the books, I think. Obvious, yeah. Um, but how does it feel to have, have a book in almost... I mean, there must be every household. It's, it's a staple, right? It's, it's kind of crazy when I think about it. It makes me feel really dizzy when I sort of think how many households would be reading bedtime stories that were done by us. So I just avoid thinking of it. I just think of the next book and... Yeah, it must be hard it's, to get your head round. No, sorry, but yeah, the, the thought of how yeah. successful Gruffalo and other titles have been yeah. in, in this country and in other countries as well. It's kind of all over the world. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you feel there's a sense of <laughs> pressure for the next books that are coming because there's an expectation that they're so good? I I don't really. I I just sort of concentrate on my work, and I don't really think about the the readers when I'm when I'm working on it. I'm I'm having I have the text in front of me, mm. and Julia is Julia's texts are always always good. I mean, we've done so many, so some some are maybe better than others, but I I concentrate on the next on the next job and don't think of of it. And then of course it's it's lovely to get the reactions when I do signings or school visits. Yes. Yeah also important to get that and not forget how important it is for the readers the families yeah and it's it's very it makes you feel very humble to think of the importance because that moment of parents who read to their children how how intimate it is how important it is for the connection of of parent and child and that we are part of it is makes makes you feel yeah very yeah it's it's amazing kind of yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I hope it it is good. And I mean, they're very popular. And I, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to find out to ask about the the process, uh, which you you alluded to uh, earlier on. Was hmm. you know, Julius obviously writes um, the the story hmm. and and the words, and then it comes to you, and it's your job to bring it to life visually. Yes, it goes via the editor. There's always we never have direct contact when we're working on a, uh, working on a book. So the editor is always intermediate between us and it's been like that from the beginning and we've never changed it. So yeah, we're very we're working very separately and it's it's kind of interesting because I think often successful partnerships in picture books there are either couples or very good friends mm. who sit together and work something out and yeah. we have never done that. So it's it's what was that just intriguing. Just the way it's just the way it is. We yeah. go together, we're a publisher and we never I mean, we're friends, but we're never we never kind of sit together and think about yeah. what, what next or yeah. And I don't like this or I don't like that. And it's yeah. I think that's. I mean, in a way, there's you know, it's it, that your skill is your skill and Julia's skill is her skill. Yes, mm. yes. I don't know what it would be like if we would start to <laughs> interfere in the others. Yeah. Uh, don't change the formula. Yeah. Yes. I think that's our. And, and how do you know True. when, you know, you get the text from the editor and you go through the process, how do you know when you're, when you're done? Like, is there a point where you go, oh, yeah, I'm happy with that? And, or is it an ongoing thing that you could just end up doing forever, little tweaks, little changes? I, I could do that, yes. Mm. 
often it is that I'm not perfectly happy with my drawings or pictures, and the publisher is, and of course there are deadlines too. Yeah. For for printing, especially the the huge numbers of of books that are printed, um, it takes a lot of um, planning and logistics. Mm. So I have to deliver at some point, and they kind of take them away from me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm almost at a point where I finish the next book, and I've got a few more pictures to do. But yeah. I could, I could endlessly start again and do try you, to do things better. So do you yeah, look happy? Yeah, I was going to say. So do you look back at Gruffalo and Smartest Giant in Town and and think, oh, I'd I'd like to change that. Well, obviously I can't, and I have to accept them. Yeah. But they are they are they are pictures that I would redraw or. I think if I had to re-illustrate the Gruffalo, I would I would make the 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 wood deeper and darker. Mm. I think it's quite a light and colourful wood. I would make it more yeah. atmospheric. But I, it's too late now. Yeah, <laughs> it's out, <laughs> uh, and it works very well. So yes. I <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So okay, so a bit of context. I'm a um, I used to be a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a dad. Yes. So I've got children and I'm a little, uh, I feel that the smartest giant in town does not get the recognition it deserves. It was our favourite in our house. That's very nice to hear because it's, it is kind of my favourite or I, I kind of often forget it, but I kind of like the crazy world of mm. dressed animals, giants, uh, fairy tale characters and mm. everything mixed up. And it, it's, it's a nice message of solidarity it's so helping. lovely yeah. yeah it really is I mean you know we, we've done different voices and it, mm-hmm. you know there was a period of time potentially more than a year where it was every night like that would be the book I always feel sorry for poor, the poor parents <laughs> who have to do it every night my, my daughter never had that that she wanted the same book every night but I, I when I do signings I hear people who are yeah. Say, so I can't, can't bear Stickman anymore. I've done it for a year. <laughs> yeah, I can recite it. Every it. Night. <laughs> if you need a new narrator, I know it off by heart. Yeah. So, um, so but it, I never have, I only have to read it once and illustrate it and then. Yeah. But it was, it was definitely the staple in our house. And I think it's, oh. for us, it was definitely the best. Uh, well, it's giant. our favorite, mm. the smartest giant. Um, so I'm waiting for that to come out on the screen at some point. Yes. Um, hopefully. Yes. Um, <laughs> but as I was saying, as a teacher, you know, um, mm. I, I feel that drawing and illustration is goes very underrated and you know almost when you, when you fit, when you think it's up against sport or games or the mm. screen or whatever mm. you know i think that there's a there's a um we've lost with children the why don't you go and draw mm. why don't you go and sit down for 15 minutes or half an hour and draw something and and i guess i guess my question is one do, do you feel the same, but also how would you then ins- how do you then inspire children to get that back? I completely agree with you, and I'm, I'm I think it's really awful that that the arts and music gets cut. The first thing that gets cut, mm. uh, sort of. I, I don't know about much about the education polit- policy politics in this in this country, but it seems as if what you just described that art and music mm. don't really count, and that they're such an important part of British economy and culture and the government doesn't seem to mm. acknowledge that yeah. and it's always yeah well you know what it is it's mm. um so yes i think there should be more more drawing and but i i don't really know how to i mean i'm not a politician i'm not yeah. a teacher i'm not an educational yeah. polit- politician but i i completely agree with you i yeah. think it's very important and children should of course play music and draw and yeah. write stories mm. yeah absolutely much more than they do yes yeah. and, and think, learn more about 
history and politics mm. as well in schools. So that's my... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But my, um, so my personal experience with, with drawing is my son, Ted. He's Now he's seven. Mm. And it's something I've, you know, we've tried to encourage. Mm. He finds, I don't know where this comes from, certainly not us, but he finds if he hasn't drawn something perfectly, he gives up. Mm. And, uh, and I wonder, like, what would your advice be? I, th- I don't know whether that's a common thing amongst a lot of parents. It feels like it, could, it certainly could be. And, you know, how do I keep him motivated? How do I say, it doesn't matter, just have fun. Just Yeah, start again. I, I, often, I often start drawing and I'm not happy and then I keep working on it and then it turns out all right at the end. Mm. So that's one, one thing one should consider. Mm. Persistence. Or restarting or just live. I mean, as, as I said earlier, I... I'm often not happy with my drawings and I think I can't draw. And if somebody comes to you and says, oh, this is really nice, then kind of believe it and mm. be happy with what, what you've done. And yeah. Let the reaction of other people convince you that 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 is quite all right and quite yeah. nice what you've done. So, yeah, don't despair and don't give yeah. up, I would say, yeah. to your son. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, Just start again. Yeah, it's... Uh, if you're you know, not happy. You have yeah. to try and encourage and... Yeah. Build them up as best you can. Hmm. Um, who's your inspiration? Where do you where do you look for? Well, I I don't really. I mean, it's it's always the difficult question. Where does the inspiration come from? It's not. I I, I don't know. I need I need a text. I mm. I can't draw for picture books without having a text, yeah. obviously. And it's sort of everything I've seen on. Yeah, then of course there are people I I. Admired, uh, but I, I don't. Th- I think my my style is quite quite uh, original. So I've I've never really copied anybody. Mm. Some people do that, and it's also a way to yeah. find your style. But yeah, were you illustrating before Gruffalo? Or yeah, yeah, no, I had I, I'd already worked for maybe ten years in yeah. illustration, so there were quite a few picture books out and yeah. other things, and a lot, a lot of editorial illustration I did at yeah. that time in the nineties. Yeah, and what, what, so, how did you end up in doing this? Is that something you always had a passion for, drawing art and? Yeah, I always liked to draw, and I studied history of art in Germany and. That was completely, I'm not an academic, so I mm. found out that that was not for me and probably wouldn't have found a job anyway. And then I always liked to draw and then I came to England, went to art college and that sort of three years of drawing and the it was kind of the 80s where it kind of a golden time of illustration. Everybody mm. was using illustration and magazines and yeah. book covers and everything. So I thought maybe that's something I could do professionally and then I... yeah showed my work and got jobs and yeah that's yeah. how it started was yeah, that your question yeah no that's that's <laughs> that works it's, it's funny because i think so many people now they end up doing jobs that they never thought that they would end yeah, up was, doing yeah i mean um, drawing was always something i enjoyed I mean, mm, yeah and i found out by reaction of other people that it's something that yeah might might be a way of yeah earning what, a living yeah, well, and that's the that's the goal, isn't it, for everyone to do something that they well, love? Yeah, that also. I mean, it's a very yeah. privileged position to do something that's yeah. kind of your hobby, anyway. <laughs> so, what's what's your favourite? Um, what do you love most about this job? It's a nice process. I mean, I I, I do 
other work as well. Sort of, a, I, I always illustrate. Illust- I still write letters to friends, so I illustrate the envelopes. There's going to be an exhibition next year in Germany mm. of those. So I haven't. I, I do some kind of freer work. But yeah. Working for the picture books is sometimes a bit restrictive, but then I, I, I do get. It's quite meditative to just sit and draw mm. and the technique I use with inks and color pencils so I can I can be quite absorbed in, in doing it and that's that's quite pleasant I listen to the radio or music while I do it and that's very nice and as I mentioned before it's nice to get the reactions from parents and children mm. that it's really worth doing yeah and change when, when I sort of despair because like any I always say when the children like any job I have my moments of boredom and frustration yeah. But on the whole, it's 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 great work to do, and I I have to remind myself yeah, occasionally absolutely. when I sit in my studio that that it is worth it, and there the readers yeah. out there. That's the thing to know that you, the impact you have and the joy you bring. Yes, um, it was it was it was nice hearing Julia she say that Superworm is very much just fun. I mean, obviously there are messages underneath it. <laughs> so there was. Yeah. But, you know, to, to bring joy to, to people. Yes, that's oh. that's a great thing. And, and I mean, there are, I mean, Julia was very, I know she doesn't want to be seen as a as a author that conveys messages. Mm. And I think she does it very nicely and subtly. But there's always a message mm. of, from, in each book, there's, there's a kind of a message of... Yeah. Something, something, and often, something good often to take. helping people, uh, helping others in trouble, mm. so solidarity and being kind and being nice, and yeah, and and I mean, Gruffalo works on so many levels, but like the mm. the, the weak one outwitting the powerful one who wants yeah. to eat you, and yes, there there's a lot in those books. Yeah, although she doesn't really. Yeah, she won't admit it. It's not quite true. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And well, I think that's that's great about her books that they were. Mm. Well, well on both, both levels. levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can take what you want from it yeah, if, if with, you want without to. Without having a big, I don't know, pointed finger saying, yeah. this is my message. Yeah. yeah. I've just got some uh, more kind of, not mm. rapid fire, but, yeah. you know, we, it's, it's less of a discussion and more of a... So that's um, from your listeners? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've, they've submitted some questions mm. and uh, a lot of very positive things, actually. Which is your favourite book that you've created? What did I just say? Uh, <laughs> you've got to be consistent. <laughs> Well, I I, I, li- I like the Smeds and the Smooths at the moment. I think, uh, but there's no one one favorite. That too many. I, I like the more whimsical ones, the more crazy ones, like Highway Rat or Smartest Giant in Town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would agree with that as well. <laughs> are you working on any other books that are coming out at some point in the f- near future? Well, I'm working on Julia's next book, and as it has been announced officially, I can say it's it's. I can tell you it's The Baddies and it's coming out next September and a story of a troll and a witch and a ghost who are trying to outwit a little girl and stealing something from her. I'm probably not allowed to say more, but that's what I'm working on. Almost finished. but it Sounds so it's, quite it's, fantastical as well. Yes, the sort of fairy tale world again. What advice can you give to a boy age seven with ASD who loves drawing to develop his love of art? Uh, that's a very difficult question. I'd just keep on drawing and look at lots of pictures and try out different materials, try to paint, try to draw with different, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. Why do you include characters from other stories in your illustrations? Well, it's really, it's only really the, the reference 
there's a sort of Gruffalo hidden in most of the books, not in all of them, but I just started at some point and then people started looking to look for it. And, and other illustrators have done that before, sort of self-referential. And I just did, and Snail of the Way, I think I did a child drawing Gruffalo in the sand and now it's a kind of running gag and if it is a gag. <laughs> uh, and people are looking for it. So I have to carry on. Yeah, you will be one of the baddies. <laughs> yeah, you've set the tone now. You can't not do it. Um, outside of the books, what's your favourite thing to draw? Outside of the books? So I, I guess more as well, not necessarily too specific, but people or landscapes or, you know. What... Well, I quite like to draw animals. That would be my answer. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. Very good questions. So there you go, um, Axel Scheffler, who uh, is the uh, so is he the he's the creator or what, what? What's the what? Well, this is the thing, right? I, I thought, thought it was I Julia thought... Donaldson. So Julia Donaldson is the author, okay? Yeah. And Axel Scheffler is the illustrator. They do not work together. What? They have nothing to do with each other. Why not? They've they have they've obviously met, but they're not like friends. Then I mean they're friendly, but they're not you know they're not like on WhatsApp like me and you are. They, yeah. they you know like you'd imagine like if there's a, a book that's written by two people like if me and you wrote a book, we'd mm. probably be in the same room. They they're not in the same room when they're doing this. This is like the time when uh, Ollie Murs did that uh, that song with uh, Flowrider. Was it Troublemaker? And 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 Flowrider was in Miami, and Ollie Murs yeah. was in Essex. <laughs> they never met it's each exactly other. Like that. But, <laughs> But they're not even on FaceTime. Like, I'm presumably Ollie Murs was on, like, some sort of Zoom or FaceTime. No. They don't even do that. No, they did, they so did their tracks separately. <laughs> well, you know, what happens is Julia Donaldson writes the, writes the words, okay? She then gives the words to and her editor, and they go back and forth refining the words of the book. Then when it's ready, the editor gives the words to Axel and says, right, illustrate these words. So he then has to bring it to life and there's no room like so, like he can't change the words. The words are kind of signed off. But then likewise, Drew Donaldson then can't change the images. But it's basically like these two separate people that are joined by this editor in the middle and they have nothing to do with each other. Oh, this is like um, Elton John and Bernie Taupin. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's a bit of a like a like when I heard that I was a bit like what that kind of pisses all over the bonfire. Fascinating, like it, isn't it? Because it's like what, what do you mean you don't work together? Yeah, but you need stories like this. You need this to happen because now that you know people listening to this podcast now know. So when they and because these are such popular books, so when you're reading like you know the, the Julia Donaldson yeah. books in the back of your mind now, you know obviously you know there's 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 Mouse who's who's friendly with you know Mister. Gruffalo or whatever, but deep down you know that they didn't really know each other and they weren't friends. Yeah, exactly. And like to a degree, then you bring in like the animators, the people who make the TV shows, which is that's obviously it's coming out at Christmas. Superworm is coming out at Christmas. It's, I've watched it by the way. It's, it isn't really nice. Um, like I know Ted's going to like watching it. Um, but the um, but what's interesting is that they, they then give the book and to the 
animators and they're not involved in that either really i think that they watch it and, or like they watch an early draft of it and they can i think she did um have a one request I can't remember what it was now, but she did one request to the animators and they did it mm. but it's you know you know they do stay, stay true to the book but it's not like julia donaldson is like controlling this animation as well because it's her product it's it's a really weird thing i just you just feel like or maybe it's the same with jk rowling but it, it feels like she wrote a great book and then like she just owns the rights to it but everyone else just runs off and does off whatever they want with it yeah it's yeah. it's quite an extraordinary um thing and and, and and this is the other thing that i wanted to mention that didn't make the interview but superworm is about a worm mm. obviously mm. um the first draft of the the first draft of the book the very first line started like this this is no word of a lie it's came out of Julia Donaldson's mouth, not mine. Mm. The first line, the first draft of the first line was, Superworm is long and pink. Superworm grows and shrinks. I kid you not. No. I kid you not. So who, who decided to change it? The editor. She knew what she was doing. Did they have a... Well, I bet her and the editor had a mass debate about that as well, because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you know what? And, and actually, I, I think I have got that. So basically, there were two interviews. There was one where we were... There was like 20 of us in in the, in the room, and one, car, one journalist was interviewing Julia and... Axel, and that was where she said that. And I think I've got that in a recording, but obviously not very good recording. And then there was a second interview where it was just me and Axel and we were interviewing. So I'll send both to you. If you can find her saying that, because you looked at me as if I made that up. No, no, not not one bit. No, 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 no. And we're but we're allowed to we're allowed to air it, aren't we? So that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Look forward to that then. <laughs> I'll find it now and I'll play it straight away. <laughs> yeah, and then you need to apologise to me for your eyes, your okay. lying eyes. I apologise, right? I apologise. <laughs> I'm only joking. There you go. So yeah, in- interesting, you know, these books that we read, there's a lot that goes on behind them. Oh, but I'm so glad that they're in our lives because they are literally, the, we've all got fond memories of the Gruffalo, the one which was which was the one with the, is it the Flying Doctor? That's one that was on TV not so long ago. That was a, that was great as well. Stickman, the TV version of Stickman is Amazing. wonderful, absolutely yep. wonderful. So that is Highway Rat, Highway Rat, yeah, brilliant. Um, they are good books. Next week is going to be our final one of the season, but we'll only be away for Christmas. Then we'll be back like sort of January. Um, so yeah, uh, so next week it'll, we'll make it all festive. We'll do. We're going to do. We're going to go all. We're going to throw up Christmas. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be everywhere. I don't know how, but that's what we're going to do. I'm going to put some lights up around this microphone. Al's going to wear a Christmas... Yeah, the the listeners will really value that. Look, it means that we're in the festive (laughs) mood. That's the most important thing. (laughs) Have a good week. See ya.